Hey everybody, Tyler Pybrin here with Connor Clarity and Mercy Olusky, Five Tool Productions, another Create Smarter podcast. Today, we decided to dive into really just like an article that I found and it kind of just got my mind going 100 miles an hour, which is never a good thing. So I usually try to run through wall and then I send people stuff. They're like, what is Tyler talking about? Well, we're talking about it here, so we're going to have some fun with it. It was actually on the YouTube blog, um, Three Creator Economy Trends to Watch in 2023. And I don't want to necessarily dissect the individual blog itself, but was just talking about some of the trends that are going on and how it relates to business as a whole. Um, so the, the first thing that they mentioned is, you know, creator-driven content taking over the TV screen. So what does that mean? When you hear creator-driven content, Marissa, I'll start with you. What, what does that mean? It's taking over the TV screen. How do, how do you kind of understand that? Yeah, I think now that people have cameras literally in their pockets all the time, it's a lot easier for people to record themselves doing stuff out in the world, um, kind of say things on camera, that kind of stuff, and post it anywhere. Um, so it's a lot easier to have access to that content and post it yourself. So I think a lot of people are turning to that kind of content to drive what they're watching and creating. And what, what do you think? Yeah, I see it as, I mean, the word creator, yeah, I feel like people our age and old, older, a little younger, have all grown up with the idea of like making yourself a brand and creating your own audience. So I think that for this article specifically, it's like people need to create their own thing that's, you know, memorable, noticeable, people know them and can uh, differentiate themselves from bigger brands. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I look at it, you know, I'm old, I get it, but I've got a bunch of kids and I see them every morning before school or before daycare or whatever it may be that they're going on and they're logging to YouTube the very first thing they ask can I watch this person on you you know can I watch T-Rex Ranch Dino Hunters on YouTube my favorite show. you never have <laughs> any idea who they are can I watch Blippi right and you know they've kind of grown out of Blippi they've gone into T-Rex Ranch but what's interesting <laughs> about that now is they aren't watching television right they're not going to the you know your traditional TV channels they're not even going to Netflix or Paramount Plus quite as much they are going to Amazon Amazon because Amazon has recognized the fact that oh some of these YouTube creators they're really good people want to watch them so they're striking deals with those YouTube really? creators and bringing them mm -hmm. onto Amazon and saying wow. we're going to have proprietary episodes that you can only watch here which is definitely a smart play yeah. but I think the interesting thing for businesses to you know recognize is the fact that this wave is coming where people aren't going to be watching traditional TV unless it's sports. However, Connor, as you mentioned beforehand, YouTube has sports now as well, right? Apparently, so, <laughs> yeah, why not? I didn't know that, but I guess they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's one of those things for people to know and understand that the wave of the next generation of people are, are growing up on YouTube, right? They're growing up on social platforms. They're not growing up on television quite the same way. And we, we've talked, people have talked about this forever, but so for you, Marissa, did you, no, what what shows did you watch? You were a Nickelodeon kid, right? I was a Disney kid. You were a Disney kid. Okay, Disney all right, I was close. Disney Channel kid. Some stuff Nick, but sometimes sometimes Disney Channel. But I feel like I grew up like when we were kids, we were mostly still at least I was a TV kid. Mm -hmm. um, and then I watched YouTube like as I got a little bit older. Um, yep. But that never was like you know your kids primarily watch YouTube yeah, now. Like, Their singular focus is YouTube, right. right? Like all my like all my cousins are younger and they'll grab their iPads or like their mom's phone and start watching stuff and I'm like, how do you know how to do this? But mm -hmm. like I was I was a TV kid, so that wasn't me as much. Yeah. But that's what's fun about it is that it is shifting. It is changing. And they now I mean I my oldest is seven, right? So he's still a little guy, but he can flip through, change. This morning he was watching Rob Gronkowski highlights and he went down the rabbit hole, started watching the Patriots, watching everybody else out there. And then next thing you know, he was watching 
I, I have no idea what it was, but it was someone doing a toy review. And <laughs> there you go. That's how it works. So the, the creators are there. So for brands out there, there's the opportunity for you to go ahead and create your own content, create your own channel. You don't necessarily have to go and advertise on the Super Bowl. Now, obviously, that's just a select few. Um, but it was just one of those things that was like, yeah, this needs to be self-explanatory, but that's the trend right now. People are gravitating towards that. Um, I want to move on to the, kind of the, the next point. And this is something we talk about a lot. And it's, you know, long form and short form creativity are more powerful together. Now, this is talking about YouTube specifically and YouTube shorts, which is like a, a brand new thing. But both you get because you both have focused on like short form content and long form right. content. Talk about the importance of it working together as opposed to just like, yeah, we're going to post a bunch of TikToks or we're going to post a, a bunch of who's your Maury stories, right? Mm -hmm. They work really well together. You know, I don't care who goes first. Could talk about that a little pick bit. Me, pick me, pick me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I with Who's Your Mori, that's a good example. On one of our projects with Brandeis, we did a lot of long form content, but not everybody's gonna sit there and watch the whole you know, 15 minute video. So you have to put out little snippets that will grab people's attention and kind of get their foot in the door and get them to watch a long content. You're not gonna get everybody to sit down and watch all that stuff, but if you find topics they're interested and you know who you're targeting, you could put out smaller clips um, that will interest people specifically, and then that might get them to watch their longer form content. Yeah, and yes. I, I, I well, well, it's like it's breadcrumbs, right? You're like leading them to go to say, well, maybe you're not going to watch that full 10-minute video yeah. right mm -hmm. now. But Connor, you and I have joked plenty of times saying, yeah, I just got tricked by the algorithm on yep. whatever platform it may be this time. And I was watching a bunch of fishing videos. And next thing you know, I happen to be watching a deep sea fishing <laughs> documentary <laughs> that's 40 minutes long. Yeah. How does that happen? Well, it's because they start dripping out a little bit of content, a little bit more, but it's got to be engaging at the end of the day too, right? right. Yeah, and I see it, um, you know, if we talk about something like TikTok has really taken over the short form um, content reel and, um, you know, there's a billion, everybody nowadays has a podcast or a YouTube show of some sort or whatever it is and you'll be scrolling and it doesn't even matter if you follow them, know them or anything. Mm -hmm. If there's a little bit of content that might interest you a little, the algorithm's so smart that it'll give it'll send you these videos of these short forms. And so if you find something you're like, oh, that's pretty interesting, suddenly you're on their page. Now you're watching all of their little clips. And it almost amounts to time where you could have just watched an entire episode of their show or their podcast or whatever, but instead you sped it on this little short form thing. So mm -hmm. like the breadcrumbs, it just leads you down this path and eventually you end up back at their homepage, back at their website, back at their channel. You also never know <laughs> what's gonna work. You never know what's gonna yeah. grab people's attention. Yeah. You kind of have to put out both and see like, right. okay, some people might sit there and watch longer form stuff. Some people might not have those attention spans to sit there and watch it. So they'll go to the short stuff. Um, so you kind of have to try out both things, see what works, see what's going to grab the attention of the people you're trying to get. I think you're the perfect example of it too, because you'll tell us, I hate watching movies, <laughs> Yes, but you'll exactly. watch an hour long yeah. show still, yeah. right? Yep. So 100%. It, it, every person's different. Right? <laughs> they might watch an hour, but you ask for an hour 20, Whoa. get lost. Oh, yeah, no. hike, I'll right? watch an hour's worth of like, you know, five different episodes, but like sit down and watch a movie that's too much mm. attention. For me. I don't know. <laughs> no, Way not I'm, happening. I'm the complete opposite. And I see that too. Is you're talking about documentaries, is like sitting down to watch a documentary and be like, oh man, I don't want to do that. Like Netflix, whatever it is, that's an hour 22. Hour. But then on YouTube, it'll be like a 40 minute documentary on this album I've never heard. <laughs> Sign me up. You know, which is, <laughs> so is that, you know, there's something to say of I'm in my bed, I'm at my desk, whatever is YouTube or something like that, an easier way to make people watch something that is longer. Yep. You know, you never know. Yeah, no, 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 totally. And, you know, talking about the algorithm, I just kind of laugh. I get a call once a week from my, my, my father, who's 
older than I am, and I mentioned how old I was, um, he'll tell me, Ty, how come, how come I'm watching a bunch of UFC fights right now? Because <laughs> I watched one, and now it thinks all I want to do is watch UFC. But I did sit there and watch all of them. Mm-hmm. So he's exactly. like, that's what so happens, it worked. right? Yeah. So exactly it worked. Exactly what happened Someone to me I... really recently. I, I watched one, like, mic'd up clip from the NFL. And I was like, oh, it's kind of funny. And then my feed the entire oh, rest of the is... night. And I sat there and I watched all yeah. of them. And then I was like, oh, my God, I have to go to sleep. I was like, I can't sit here all night and watch these. <laughs> I have to go eat dinner. I know. <laughs> I, how, what'd you do tonight? I spent yeah. three hours on the couch watching bad lip reading. Yeah. Right, like, <laughs> nonstop. It's so funny. All right, the, the last point of the article um, is for Gen Z, creators are the new content studios. And that's really interesting because, you know, going back to what we talked about in the very beginning, that television was, you know, done by Universal Studios. It was done by Fox, 21st Century Fox um, Pictures, right? Like all these massive companies out in either New York City or in LA, and that was really it. But now if you go back to places like YouTube, like TikTok, wherever it may be, it's the, the Sway House, right? It's like these different <laughs> random places that like they're now the studios because they put a podcast studio. They're like you look at, I mean, I, I die laughing every time I see Jake Paul and the Paul brothers because they were on Disney. They were Disney kids. Yeah. Like they were literally on TV. And they went, they started vlogging. They now have podcasts. They're now boxing. Right? They're yeah. doing all sorts Weird of stuff. stuff. But what's happened is that they've jumped on the train and cre- kind of created this mentality that, well, I don't need the studio. I'm going to go around it and create my own. Actually, like in the 90s, the, and again, dating myself, the big thing was like all these rappers would say, well, I don't like how much money all these other companies are taking. I'm going to create my own studio. I'm going to create my own record label, and then I'm going to go around it and get more of the cut. And that's what a lot of the creators are doing out there as well. So how that pertains to business, I'm not really necessarily <laughs> sure, to be totally honest with you. But a lot of the younger generation, you guys and folks even younger, honestly, understand that more. Understand what people want to watch, why they want to watch it, right? I mean, who's the biggest YouTuber out there right now is Mr. Beast, oh, right? Mr. Beast, I mean, he's yeah. massive. And he's got, I watched one of his videos a while and not, you know, live in this house for 100 days and make a million dollars. It was him talking about how much time and money he spends on thumbnails, mm. right? Like the whole business is, yep. I know if I post this thumbnail like that, with that in the background, with this font, people are going to like it more than if I did the exact same picture with that font. It might not necessarily be Hmm. his font, but it's just he's done research. So they're understanding more how to go out there and create more content. And not to mention he's partnering up with our school, ECU, right? He's now got a a big thing with ECU. So it's just it's interesting to me to see all these creators saying, I'm going to go ahead and create my own studios. And really, I think where I'm going at it more than anything is that for brands and for businesses and colleges and organizations is that you don't necessarily need to hitch your wagon to a big studio, to a big advertisement. You can go ahead and create your own wagon, create your own horse and buggy that drives you into the sunset itself. So it's cool, just totally different mindset, but it's a lot of fun to see kind of what will happen. So any closing thoughts? I do. Ooh, go! go! Yeah. Um, no, I mean, this goes back to the first point and the last one a little bit, but if you're a brand and you want, you know, to build an audience and you want to create a, a brand, I guess, right, Like, and, and have people understand you, it's all about the authenticity and trust. And I think that's what the creators of nowadays are really tapping into the, you know, kids to our age to whatever you want to call it, Gen Z, um, is that we trust these people. They say, okay, they're not behind a big company. They're not in a million dollar studio. They're in their house. They're in their dorm room, whatever it is. And so... I, I'm using the word authenticity correctly is like I can watch somebody 
you know, um, do something that I watch with it. But I say, okay, he's just like me, or she's just like me, mm-hmm. or I can see that that's it's a real relatable. person. They're not somebody in a giant thing that I'm, okay, that's That's an been actor given a Hollywood. script. That's bad. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, turning it to brands and marketing would be like, you know, if you want to have people really trust your content and engage, it's like create that spokesperson. Get somebody, um, we call them influencers or whatever you want to say, get somebody to be your your spokesperson, your leader of the band, you know what I mean? Um, and I think the audience and trust will build and follow from that. I love it. That was cool. That was good stuff. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me for a little bit. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Good stuff. She's Marissa. He's Connor. I'm Tyler. Thank you all so much for listening right here on the Create Smarter Podcast. See you guys next time. Thank you.